Thanks for joining us on the Church of the Lakes podcast, where we inspire life, share life, and give life. Want to learn more about us? Check us out online at cotlakes.com. We'd love to connect with you. Now, let's go to the message. Man, I was preparing to think of the day of Easter, big day, right? Huge day. What do you talk about? I mean, in some ways, if you've been in church long enough, um, it kind of feels like we've talked about the story, you know, over and over. Like, how, how do you deal with, with this scenario? And I was thinking, I think Easter, it's, it's a combination of two events, actually, when you really think about it. It's a combination of two things. It's, it's, it's a Friday scenario that we call Good Friday. And uh, it was funny because I went out Friday morning uh, down to Fair Park. You know, I was playing pickleball down at Fair Park. And uh, they started talking about Good Friday. And most people were saying Happy Friday and all this. And there was a guy who was uh, got a Catholic background, went to a uh, Catholic school, did the whole, you know, ruler with the nun thing. Kinda, and um, nun with a ruler. Anyway. But uh, so uh, he, he was talking about, you know, what's so good about this day? Like what happened to Jesus? So we talked about, but Friday, Friday is, 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 is his death. Right? And his burial in that scenario. And, 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 and what the worship team tried to do today was sort of take you through that. Right? Take you through the Friday to the Sunday experience today was what we wanted to do in the worship. I think most of us get the Friday thing. Am I right? I think most people in the United States get the Friday thing. Yeah, I've heard the story. Okay, Jesus died for my sins. You forgive my sins. You know, if I pray a prayer, I don't know, I get some kind of get out of hell free ticket thing. And that's kind of the Friday story, if you really think about it. And what's really interesting is, is, is Friday is this day that Jesus, I, I mean, he did what no one has ever done for you, right? He, he took your place. I mean, anything that we've done or ever will do, he, he, he paid the penalty for it. He took the punishment for us. We all have sinned. I mean, we have sinned. And, and the price tag of sin is death. That's what the Bible tells us. And so Jesus steps into the courtroom of your life and my life. And he says, I don't want you to die. I want a relationship. I want to take your place. I want you to pay your bill. I like to say it this way. Hell is not a place that God created to send bad people. Hell is a place that God actually created for the devil. And any of us who would choose to pay our own bill. And what's amazing is you don't have to. You don't have to because of Friday. Because Friday... He died. Friday, he paid the bill. How silly would it be if you're a restaurant somewhere and, and, the, and the waitress comes and you're like, can I get the check? And she's like, oh, no, somebody took care of it. You ever had that experience? I had that every once in a while kind of thing. It was kind of cool. And I said, no, 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 I need to pay this anyway. It would be kind of silly for me to pay that. And so Friday, the concept is just that we don't have to pay our own bill. And all it does is it requires one thing, because Jesus gave his life fully for us, that we might give our life fully for him. That's, that's, that's the trade-off. But that's just Friday. So here's the question. Why are we going to have to have something? What's, what's the big thing? Why does he need to resurrect? Why, why does he need to resurrect from the dead? And I was thinking about it. And I thought about funerals and Solemn things and all that. I've done, I've done a whole bunch of funerals lately. And um, for some of you, you've been there a little while, and you know how twisted my mind is. Um, and, and, and for those of you who are not from here, I'm sorry, I was born in Mississippi. The other half of my family is from Louisiana. 
And uh, I just tell you on every list, they are like 49 and 50. You know what I'm saying? 53 on some lists. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, and, and so we have this twisted sense. So I heard this. I heard, I heard like a blue dry joke. I got to tell you this real quick. So, so Boudreaux is this, this Kendra boy and his friends. Boudreaux, Timbaugh, and Kendrick. Boudreaux, Timbaugh, and Kendrick go to a funeral. And they stand over the coffin, right? And Boudreaux looks at the boys and says, uh, what do you want people to say when they, when they look at you in the coffin? Timbaugh said, oh, I want them to say that I was, I, I, I took care of my wife. I was a family man. I, I, did, I did the right thing by my family. And Kendrick said, yeah, I, I want to be that community guy. Like, I, I want, I want them to know I gave back and I served my community. Well, how about you, Bujo? What you, what you want them to say when you look in the coffin? Bujo looked in and he said, I want him to look in the coffin and go, I think he's moving. <laughs> That's funny. I look in the head and That's funny right there, right? But Friday is this solemn, right? Solemn, kind of focused kind of thing. So why Sunday? Like, why do we even have to have, why is it even important? So, so let me answer that question real quick. Why did Jesus need to rise from the dead? Well, I think here's one possibility. The proof he really was who he claimed to be. There is no other religious leader or God that has ever claimed to nor risen from the dead. Not one. He's the only one to have claimed to have done it. And, and there's no one else. Now, in this day and age, somebody might say, well, that's your truth. Right? That, that, that's your truth, Pastor Mike. Like, you can believe that, but I don't necessarily believe that. But the problem with that is there are all kinds of eyewitnesses. Do you know there are no writings from the first century that deny the resurrection? There, there, were, there were witnesses. There were hundreds of witnesses that saw him. As a matter of fact, Acts 1 and 3 says, after his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proof that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. Now, that within itself is a whole discussion. And those of you who are new, I'm a, uh, uh, my degree is in biochemistry. Is that what you should do when you want to go into ministry? But I get into the science side of stuff. Like, I like the science stuff. But I don't want to talk about that today. But I don't want to talk about the science. I want to talk about this point of why I think the resurrection is so important and we celebrate it today. It's this. He had to conquer death for himself it's just and for you. He had to conquer death for himself, and not, not, not just for himself, but for you. See, we come today, and many will celebrate the historical reality of Easter. But he rose for more than that. See, Easter exists to provide the power for you to come alive. After his resurrection, he appeared to one disciple by the name of John. And John wrote down in the book of Revelation what Jesus said to him. And this is what he said in Revelation 1 and 18. I am he who lives and was dead. I love that. And behold, I am alive forevermore. And I love when a preacher is not getting response from a crowd and he amens himself. Jesus amens himself. Come on now. Every once in a while, I look at you and go, come on, I'm preaching about 67% better than you are right now, right? And that's what I think Jesus was going through right here, because he amens himself. And then the next line is even better. Now, I told you, I'm from Mississippi, Louisiana, and you've been about twisted sense of humor. The next line is hilarious. And I, Jesus, I have the keys of Hades, hell, and 
Yeah, you know what? That's hilarious. Yo, come on, Satan so defeated, he don't even have keys to his own house, y'all. Come on now. Come on, that's amazing right there, right? That, that's, that's absolutely not. Look, you know what keys do? Jesus got the key, you know what keys do? Keys unlock things. See, Jesus doesn't want to just give you a ticket to heaven. He wants to unlock some things inside of you. Some things that might have been there for a while. Some things that might have been locked up by somebody's words. Come on, somebody looked at you and said something over you in their words that has held you bound now for years. Maybe it was a parent or a teacher or a coach that misspoke or someone that said those words that were about many people that prayed a prayer. And that's connected to the Friday experience, right? Jesus died for me, I believe that. At the same time, they're walking around in broken relationships. And depression, and dysfunction, and misery. In other words, you've had the Friday experience, but not the Sunday experience. Do you hear the difference? You've celebrated Easter, but you've never lived it. Jesus wants us to take the decaying parts of our lives. The things that seem to be getting worse. Come on, somebody, let's be real for a minute. You came in this morning and look at all Easter fun. With that smile on your face. Oh, yes, praise the Lord, he is risen. And, and I'm deep down on the inside. Come on, make some stuff. Anybody? Or is it just me? Am I the only one unholy this morning? Right? Dysfunction and stress and stuff. Decaying things that seem to be getting worse. And Jesus, listen to me, wants to make them better. He wants to make them better. Christianity, I think it's gotten a bad reputation. Pray to receive Jesus and have no fun and survive and hopefully you go to heaven. That is not the message of Scripture, somebody. That is not why Jesus came. Come on now. He came, John. He just says that I came that you might have life and life to the full. And I'll just say this to you, not as a not as a challenger, not to wag my finger at you. But as an encouragement, listen to me, can that you want to have life to the full. So if you don't feel like you're experiencing life to the full right now, there's more. Not you lack, not you stink, or you're all jacked up. And no, 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 no. There's more available for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? It's a, it's a, it's a strange thing. God has more in mind for your life. And you can even fathom over and over. The Bible does not describe religion. It talks about having a relationship with God. It's not about believing. It's not about being a church member. It's not about how many times you go to a Sunday school class. That's not it. Look at Philippians 3 and 10. I want to know Christ. That's the Friday experience, right? And, and the mighty power that raised him from the dead. Mighty power. So I'll ask you a couple questions. First one says, Do you know Jesus? Have you had the Friday experience? And the Friday experience is simply that. You recognize He died for me, and all I have to do is give my life back to Him. Right? And I'm going to give somebody that opportunity to, to make that decision today in just a few minutes. The second question that I want to ask that probably relates to all of us. Do you know the power of the resurrection? Do you know the power of the resurrection? 
that God wants to restore your life. Now, I know some of you are sitting right there, there now, and some of the things inside of you, you're going, that's ah, just too late for that one. Right? You're like, you're like the student who's at the end of the semester, and no matter how many A's, it's like we'll pull the mouse up. And what I came to tell you this morning, what the Holy Spirit wanted me to tell you this morning, is that He can resurrect anything. He can bring renewal to anything and everything. And I just need you to have this much faith in that this morning. I just need you to have that much of a belief this morning that God can do a work beyond what you can think or believe. See, Easter is not an invitation to an event. Easter is an invitation to a process of resurrection in your life, in your family's life, in our community's life. Come on, somebody. We're going to give out Ambassador of Hope medals next, next week. Why? Because we are part of this whole idea of why Jesus came. Matter of fact, let me lay it out for you this way. Isaiah 61. There's a story. Jesus walks into one of the synagogues back then. And again, he walks in and goes over to the corner where they cut the scroll. And he opens up the scroll and he reads a piece of scripture. And when he reads the scripture, he then turns, closes it, looks at them and says, This today is fulfilled in your presence. So what he says is, based on this scripture, like everything is laid out here exactly the way that I'm going to do this. This is exactly what I'm going to do. This is the plan. This is what I'm going to do. And so here's what he reads. Let me read it to you. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. Jesus, right? Because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. That's not the unwealthy. The poor means the bankrupt in spirit. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to conform, uh, to comfort all who mourn. Anybody mourning? Of course you are. We've got a widow and widowers group here that means we're going through the grieving process. Some of you have lost something recently, a loved one. He says, I, I, I'm there for that. I, I want to bring resurrection into that area as well. And to bind those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them, listen to this, a crown of beauty instead of ashes. That's what you just say. That he brings beauty for my ashes. How does he do that? He does that with resurrection power. How does he do that? He does that when I live the Sunday experience, not just the Friday experience, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. We are in a mental health crisis within our culture right now. I'll go this far. We're in a mental health cult crisis right here in this room. So what we've gone through in our culture, what we've gone through with this crazy disease, what, 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 the arguments over politics and the craziness of elections and all this kind of stuff, it doesn't matter how sure you are of your side, there's a mental health question. There's a struggle going on inside of each one of us. And he said, I, 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 can, I can help you deal with that. They will be called, now listen, after he helps you deal with that, he doesn't just leave you there. Listen, it's not pray the prayer, survive life, pay your bills, and Jesus will meet you at the gate. It's not the story. He said, he goes, listen, 
They will be called oaks of righteousness. Now, some of you can't even fathom that picture on your life. And that's what God has exactly called you to do. That when you live this Sunday experience and you let him bring resurrection to those places in your heart and those places in your life that are ruined and dead, that he will set you up, it says, like an oak of righteousness. Did y'all see that big gorgeous tree out front? When he came in, we worked on that tree all day yesterday. They trimmed and cleaned up. That is a gorgeous tree. And here's what I want you to do when you walk out today. And you're headed out to go do the family thing and eat double eggs and all kinds of other crazy stuff you probably shouldn't be eating. As you walk out today, I want you to look at that tree. That's a big, gorgeous, 175-year-old tree. That has stood there and watched thousands of students for years and years and years. And people prior to that walked past and it sort of stood for something. As I sat there watching, thinking about it, I'm looking at that tree yesterday going, man, this is, this is like, this is like Leesburg. Like, this, you know, this has meaning. I mean, Mr. Jean's here. He went to school here. A long time that tree was here. Right? And so there's a bunch of you that went to school here a long time. That tree was sitting right there. And what the scripture, what Jesus says about you, catch this, about your life, I want to set you up like that tree. I want to set you solid where you have deep roots and you have amazingly long branches of reach. And for some of us, we're having such a hard time hearing that because we've bought into so many other things that have been said to us. But that's what Jesus says he came to do in your life. They will be called oaks of righteousness. A planning of the Lord for the display of his splendor. As I think about when you walk out through that tree for a minute, you look at the splendor of that creation. That's symbolic of what God wants to do in each and every one of your lives. They will be called oaks of righteousness. That's awesome. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. Not only, listen to me, not only do I want to set you up as righteous, but I want to use you. I want to use you to rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. I'll say it again. Easter is not an, an, an invitation to an event. It's an invitation to a process that God wants to do in your life. Not to just send you and get a, get a good free, get out of hell free ticket. That's not the idea. It's resurrection. It's to do something significant. And there's not a person in here that doesn't have, according to Maslow, and that's a secular thing that's in all of our, our education, the top need of every human being is transcendence. To be a part of something bigger than me. Bigger than myself. And it's in every single one of us. Because God planted it that way. But when sin came, you began to take that. And words came that began to squelch our ideas and our dreams. Some of us now are in a place of, we're not thriving, we're surviving. Now listen to me. The Sunday experience, the whole reason we're here this morning, the whole reason we're celebrating this, is because God wants you to know he wants to do a resurrection inside of you. That addiction. That, that, that quiet struggle struggle that you're having with pornography. That gossip. All, 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 all the, the unhealthy relationships and the things. And listen, he sees it, he knows it, he loves you anyway, and he gives you a way out. And he says, just come to me, and I will resurrect something inside of you. So how? How do you really, really, really practical? How do I do that? I mean, it sounds all good. 
So let me break it down. I told you I was from Mississippi. You ready? You get really like deep theological from Mississippi. Number one, stop dying. Stop dying. You know what that means? That just means tonight that you actually recognize I can stop dying. Because Jesus died for me, I can simply make a decision tonight and say, okay, God, I'm, I'm tired of dying. I'm tired of the destruction. I'm tired of the stuff I see in my family and in my life. So today, I'll do the Friday experience. Today, for the first time, I'll say, I'll give you my life. I don't understand it all. Feels kind of weird. I got some kind of questions. I got scientific minds that I think about this and that happened to blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. Just in this moment, I thank and believe. I'm going to choose to stop dying. C.S. Lewis, who wrote the Chronicles of Narnia, said it this way. I love it. Easter is death working backwards. Say it this way. See, Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. That's the false understanding. Listen to me. Jesus came to make dead people alive. He came to bring life to you. So, let's stop dying. And then number two, start, re- start rebuilding. Rebuilding is a journey. And so we'll say it to you this way. Here it is. Give us a year. Give us a year. There's something I know that sounds kind of crazy. Listen to me. Give us a year. I promise you we'll take that long. Did one get here? Go to our Life Steps. We have a Life Steps program. There's four weeks. And I promise you, it's revolutionary. We're going to talk to you about your purpose and why you're here and help you have some discovery in that. Give us a year. Plug into small groups. If you're a senior, go to ABF or one of the things that Pastor Doug's doing that's amazing for our seniors. Give us a year, and I promise you, this next Easter, you'll be sitting here next to somebody you invited because you want them to experience the same thing that you experienced. It's a process. It's a process to start rebuilding. God wants to take all of our ruins. Save us, rebuild us, and then use us for his purposes. So number three is this. Now stop yelling. Now stop that. It's a choice. It's a choice. I know, I know that the, the, the words you say to yourself or the little voices you hear of doubt, but God is who he says he is. And let me say it to you this way. God sees greatness in you that you don't see in you. God sees greatness in you that you don't see in you. The second view is this way. Without being, I'll be careful with my words because I'm not trying to be ugly to anybody. But one of our singers this morning who had some pipes and blew it out, they turned her mic off at a different church. And some of you have been hurt like that. Some of you, I'll just say it this way. This not very PC, but some of you have been butt hurt. You know what I mean? My church, my people. That's, I mean, that's not God, that's just people. People are crazy. Come on, somebody. Right? People are crazy. And if you don't know crazy people, you're a crazy person in the picture. <laughs> don't let people cause you to doubt. Don't let the, the stupidity of life. I promise you, you hang around here long enough, I'm going to you. <laughs> I'm really good at it. So let people cause you to doubt. Don't let the words that have been said to you listen to me. Jesus came and he died and, and, he, and he covered your sins, but then he rose and he said, Now come, follow me. 
and Goliath. Let me bring some resurrection. Stop doubting that I can do it. He can, some of you have been praying for something for years and years and years. And you give it up. And so the ruin is just sitting there as a reminder in your heart of something that never happened. And I'm just going to ask you to pick back up that prayer request today. And pray that dream one more time. And pray that stop, stop doubting. Right? That, that, that part of that, that will rebuild ancient ruins and restore places long devastated. So what is, what is, what is the next step from there? Well, then start living. Okay, that's right. I mean, that sounds all mine again, but I guess the next question is what is living? Right? What's living? I'll say this to you this way. It's serving others. We do it's a bet to a place where our life is in such devastation that we spend so much time in focus trying to fix our stuff, right? We don't have time to reach. And I'm just telling you right now, I've watched it over and over for 20 years of ministry. The best way to deal with your struggle is to serve somebody else's. It's every, that's, that's the start of living. It, 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 it says... Be, be a part of restoring ancient ruins. If you're from the Williamsburg area, let me ask you, you see any ruins on your own? Come on. Let's call it what it is. And I don't want to be ugly about it because this is where God's called us. And I got a picture in my mind, y'all. I remember launching this church and looking at our handful of people and saying, I see businesses flourishing up and down, up and down the street. And I see a high school that's got a waiting list. I got three people agree with me. So I'm going to amen myself on that one. Amen. Are you going to say But listen, but we get so jacked up because we're only doing Friday. Because we have not grasp the power of Sunday, the Sunday experience. Come on. The power of the resurrection lives inside of you if you know him. So we got to walk in it. we got to live. See, the resurrection of Jesus gives you the power to close the gap between the life you're living and the life you could live. The spoken word the girls did is powerful. So many of us feel like this joy at the beginning of that tears, struggle, pain, a marriage, kids, bills, and I made this financial decision. And listen to me. That has great plans for your life. Huge, huge plans for your life. This is what God wants for your life. And religion is communicating the exact opposite. If you ask people, I think, what they've heard in church, often they would say something like this. They told me how bad I was and I need to be good. A whole bunch of people, they were jacked up themselves. I saw them talking in the hallway. And I saw that weird pastor of theirs. Then they sat there and told me how bad I was and now I better get my stuff together. Be filled or be grilled. Right? Turn and burn. Come on. I need to turn my horrible life around and get it all together. 
didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. And you need to hear this morning, you are in great company. We are some jacked up weird people. I know a lot of these people well. You have no idea. So can I say welcome? Those of you who are brokenhearted. Those of you who feel less than. Those of you who people have spoken death over your life with their words. Welcome home. Because Jesus didn't come for the perfect. He came for those who were jacked up. He came for the island of misfit toys, somebody. And we can just live the Friday experience. And just pray a prayer and hope for the best. Or we can maybe just step forward with a little bit of faith and say, God, could you resurrect some things in my heart and in my life? Could you do something more? Maybe what I'm saying you're giving. Let me finish this way. Would you grab that card again? I'm going to ask you to, to do something. I'm going to ask you to respond to that on a card. Get out the card. Pull it up on your phone. See what you like. Go to the e-guide. There's a place for the Easter survey. There's a tab there. Right? You can see that. So you, if you didn't have a card right now, move up on your phone. Give me a second to do that. See what you like. Easter survey. I want you to look at these big letters across the bottom. And I'm going to ask everyone to respond tonight. I think sometimes it's very significant for us not to just sit in the chair and go, mm-hmm, but us to have some kind of response. And so physically, I, I would like for you to respond. And what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you to circle one of these letters. I'm just going to ask you, and I'll tell you, tell you what each one of them means, but I'm just going to circle one of the letters. So circle that. Don't circle A because maybe you would make this statement. I, I'm already in a real, and I, I really want to emphasize that word. I'm already in a real relationship with Jesus. I, I've only had the Friday experience, but I'm really working on living out the Sunday experience, seeing resurrection in my life and in my heart and in my family and in my community. And so this year today, circle that day. Be with me, you know what? I really would like to start a real relationship with Jesus today. And I'd love for you to circle that listen to me. It's safe to do that, by the way. Let me just say, no one has to guarantee nobody's getting a mailing list, nobody's getting all this kind of stuff. We're very careful with your information. Because I know if it was me and I was near somewhere, I'd kind of be like hesitant. And so can I personally guarantee you I will grab these cards myself and protect them, okay? So would you respond to that? Like, today I, I hear it differently. Today I, I need to start a relationship with Jesus. See what be this. See what be, you know what? I need a little more time to consider it. And I'm hoping that our church is always full of seeds. So if you're a seed today, I can't wait to see you circle that. I really mean that. Because you know what that means is? You're on a little bit of a journey. And I'd say come back. And keep seeing it. That God's real. Come back and see if we're really sincere. But you will see how jacked up we are the longer you stay around. But you will see that we are very sincere about the fact that Jesus is real. And most of the resurrection, you know, it's a seed. It's just a regular time. And the D, D, I, I, 
I want you to let me know and say, you know, I don't plan ever making this decision. It's not something that I really plan on doing. And I'll tell you right now beforehand, I'm going to pray for you. That's all. I'm going to call you. I'm going to try to have some apologetic argument with you. That's silliness. I'm just going to pray for you. I'm just going to pray for your journey with your soul. Would you please do that? And then as you leave today, would you drop this card in the, in the box in the back? And for those of you who wanted to start that relationship today, let me pray a prayer with you. I'm going to give you some words to pray. Nothing special about my words. What's special is the sincerity of your heart. Alright? So let's let's bow our heads real quick. And if this is you today and you need to, to receive Jesus for the first time, you might pray something like this. Jesus, I give you my life today. I don't understand that all. But I feel your presence and I feel you pulling on my heart today. So as best as I know how, I surrender my life. I thank you that you died for me. And you forgive me of my sins. Would you help me to understand what it means to, to begin to live a resurrected life? Not just a survival, not just a, a get by life, but a Sunday morning experience, Easter resurrection life. While everybody else is in that prayer of those, let me pray for you, God, for the rest of us. And we might get back to a Sunday experience. And we might get back to a resurrection experience. New life, new growth happening in us each day that we see you covering ruins and restoring things in our lives and restoring relationships. And God, for those that are here today are brokenhearted, you meet them in this place this morning and let them know how much they are loved by you. God, we love you. We give you honor and glory today for what this day represents. Resurrection life in some of us. We pray it all in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Let me, let me say this to you before you go. Please drop your card in. Please consider coming back. It's going to be a lot of fun with the cheerleaders and the basketball team next week. But here's what I know when you walk outside and we'll remind you one more time. Take a second and look at the tree. Take a second and look at the tree. And when you do, stop and say a prayer of God. Would you make my life like that tree? Would you do something that I don't even know how to ask it or what that particular looks like? Or would you make my life like that tree in solid oak that stands for something for many, many years to come and leaves a legacy for those who might come after me? Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We would love to help you on your next steps. Please visit cotlakes.com. Join us weekly as we continue to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in our community.